Amen, amen, amen. As you know, we've been studying, understanding the end times. Anybody been blessed by it so far? Come on, are you getting an understanding of the end times? How about this side over here? Are you getting an understanding of the end times? Amen. Now, we talked about the rapture of the church. Last week, we talked about the judgment seat of Christ. Amen. Well, today, we're going to get an understanding of Daniel's 70 weeks. Daniel's what? 70 weeks. Anybody ever heard of Daniel's 70 weeks? Yeah, I have heard of Daniel's 70 weeks, right? <laughs> Return to Daniel chapter 9, verse 24. Daniel chapter 9, verse 24. Do you take good notes? Are you taking notes? Because you're not going to remember everything that I say today. Daniel 9, 24 reads, 70 weeks are determined. How many weeks? 70 weeks. 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish their transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and seal up the vision and prophecy to anoint the what? The most holy. Verse 25, know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the prince shall be seven weeks and three score and two weeks. The street shall be built again in the wall, even in what? Troublous times. And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off but not for himself and for the prince and, and for and the people of the prince that shall come shall what destroy the city and the sanctuary and the end thereof shall be with a flood and unto the end of the war desolations are determined. Verse 27 and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease and for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate even unto the consummation. And that, de- and that determined shall be poured upon the what? Desolate. Now, this right here is considered the hub of all prophecy. Are you with me out here? So there's a lot of, listen, there's a lot of information on the end times in these four verses. So if you look at verse 24 where it says 70 weeks are what? Are what? Are determined upon thy people. How many weeks? How many weeks? Seventy weeks. Now understand this. If you're taking notes, the Hebrew word for week is Shabua. Shabua. Amen. Although weeks is a good translation, in the context of this verse, it does not have this meaning. The word Shabua actually means segments of seven. Segments of seven. Somebody say segments of seven. Say segments of seven. Verse 24 literally reads or literally says 70 segments of seven are determined upon thy people. Say it again. 70 segments of seven are what? Determined upon thy what? People. Now, the Hebrew word for determined here is shatak, which means to cut out. Means to what? To what? Cut out. So this verse is saying 70 weeks are cut out of time. Come on, you got that. 70 weeks are what? I'm going to go slow because I want you to get this today. 70 weeks are what? Cut out of time. Now, you go back up to Daniel chapter 9, verse 1. It says, And the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, he says, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years. He says, the what? I understood by books the number of the what? Years. Whereof the word of the Lord came to who? Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Now here Daniel refers to years. Somebody say years. And see there are seven days in one week, right? There are seven days in one week, right? One day in Daniel's prophecy 
is equivalent to one year. Let me say it again. One day in Daniel's prophecy is what? Equivalent to what? One year. See, Daniel doesn't really completely understand the meaning of the prophecy, but he does understand the number of years. Amen? And see, we too can understand the number of years. Say, I can understand the number of years. Now, I'm going to go back a little history here. Going back to the Babylonian captivity, at the beginning of the book of Daniel, you had four young men. They were taken captive into Babylon. Anybody remember those names? It was Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and a bad Negro. <laughs> Bendigo. Come on, say amen, somebody. Now, actually, the names Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were not their Hebrew names. They were the names given to them in Babylon. Daniel was also given the name of Belshazzar, but he wouldn't use it. Are you with me out here? He continued to go by his Hebrew name, Daniel. Now, all four of these young men loved the Lord, and they stood for the things of God. Of all who were taken into captivity, these four men rose to prominence. And Daniel rose to even a higher prominence than the three. Now, it seemed like Daniel, come on, he was anointed. He continued to do what? He continued to rise to positions of leadership. Amen? Now, what happened was the Babylonians had conquered Jerusalem. And as was common with most conquering nations, what they do, they took the brightest, the youngest, the strongest into captivity and attempted to teach them to think like the people of Babylon. Are you following me out here? Now, the thinking behind this was this. If we can take your best, if we can take your most brilliant and change their thinking, you should just resurrender. Come on. Because why? Look at the power we have over these people. Come on, are you with me out here? So just surrender. And to their shock, the Babylonians could not understand. They could not turn Daniel. They could not turn Shadrach, Meshach, and what? Abednego. Those four men would not bow. Say, neighbor, they would not bow. So the Babylonians, what they do? They destroy Jerusalem. They stole the gold. They stole the silver. They stole the dishes, the goblets, things used, sanctified or sanctified worship of God. They burned the temple. They killed and massacred many people. Those who survived were forced to march to Babylon. Come on, they called it the death march. And multitudes died on the way. But those who did survive, they went into slavery. Somebody said slavery. And said, see, captivity lasted for 70 years. Somebody say 70 years. And it was during this time God raised up Daniel to be one of the chief prophets. Now, prior to this captivity... Isaiah and Jeremiah had both given prophecies concerning Israel. Now, Isaiah, he was more of a nice guy. His prophecies were more positive. Somebody say positive. Now, when he prophesied, he would say things like, turn to the Lord. He will bless you. He will heal you. He wants to do so many wonderful things to you. All you got to do is just repent. Jeremiah wrote on the negative side. He was going to intricate detail describing fornication that occurred in the groves. Giant idols that were set up in the mountains around Israel where people would come and have mass orgies during the day. Oh, come on, you're with me out here. Women would become so hysterical, they would burn their own children. And the screams of the children mixed with the screams of sexual activity, he would describe it in detail. Are you with me out there? And see, what happened is the children of Israel had entered into idolatry, worshiping Baal, worshiping the gods of the heathen. Are you following me out here? And see, understand this. Many think idolatry, as of, when they think of the idolatry, they think of it as burning of incense before an idol. But almost, listen, but almost all idolatry involves sexual perversion. Are you following me? And this is what was taking place when Jeremiah addressed the children of Israel. Jeremiah wrote about the perversions, and then he finally said, that's it. The long-suffering of God has come to an end, 
And you're going into captivity because you refuse to turn from your sins and repent. Jeremiah even prophesied naked for a while. You ever read that before? Some of y'all need to read your Bible. He, he prophesied naked for a while. He removed all his clothes and he buried them. Then he went back, dug up his clothes and put them back on again. Now in the prophecy, the clothes represented Israel and Jeremiah represented God. Amen. And God was in essence saying this. You are so close to me. You are like my clothing. But I'm going to take you off and bury you. Then I'm going to dig you back up again. Put you on again. Come on. He's talking about what? He's talking about the Babylonian captivity. Somebody say the Babylonian captivity. And Israel went into captivity for 70 years. Somebody say seven years. 70 years. And after their captivity, guess what? They never worship idols again. Now, even though Daniel was taken into captivity as a young boy, and he grew up in Babylon, he never stopped serving the Lord. Let me say it again. He never stopped serving the Lord. Under Nebuchadnezzar, the first king of power during the activity, captivity, Daniel rose to what? He rose to authority and power. Are you with me out there? So let's go back to Daniel chapter 1, verse 2. Now we got a little background. Daniel chapter 9, verse 2. It says, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years, whereof the word of the Lord came to who? Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish how many years? Seventy years in the desolations of Jerusalem. What was Daniel doing? Daniel was studying the scrolls of Jeremiah, the scrolls of Jeremiah. He was studying the what? The scrolls of Jeremiah. Jeremiah received a prophecy saying that the children of Israel would be in captivity for 70 years. 70 years. And as he was studying this prophecy, he realized the 70 years were almost complete. Are you with me out here? So Daniel began to pray and he began to ask the Lord to show him what would happen after they were released. He wanted to know where they were, go, where they were to go. He wanted to know what they, were to do, what they were going to do to rebuild their lives. Are you with me out here? And see, God answered his prayer, but God answered it in a way way beyond the time which Daniel was asking. Look at Daniel chapter 9, verse 21. Daniel 9, verse 21. It says, yeah, while I was speaking in what? Prayer. Even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. And he informed me and talked with me and said, oh, Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill in what? Understanding. At the beginning of thy supplication, the commandment came forth. And I am come to what? Show thee, for thou art what? Greatly beloved, therefore understand the matter and consider the what? Vision. God gave Daniel a vision that encompassed the time from their release to from captivity all the way until the second event or the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Daniel received exceedingly and abundantly above all he asked. <laughs> or he could what? Think about it. Now, Daniel couldn't comprehend the magnitude of what the Lord was showing him. And God told him in verse 24, go back to verse 24. God told him, verse 24, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people. Come on. I know some of y'all took math in here. We're going to test your math skills out today. Don't, see, don't, be, don't be scared. I'm not going to get, it's only, it's only addition and multiplication. <laughs> Come on, say amen. It says 70 weeks are what? Determined upon thy people. Now we said one day equals one year, right? Amen. Right? Amen. Seven weeks equals what? 
49 years. Thank you, Reggie. Seven times 70. Yes. <laughs> Amen. So one day equals one year, right? Seven weeks equals what? 49 years. Therefore, 70 weeks is equal to what? 490 years. Say 490 years. God told Daniel, once you are released from captivity, 490 years will pass before the second event of the Lord or the second coming of Jesus. Daniel didn't ask for all that. He went past his time. Now, immediately some people will say, but 490 years have already come and gone. And Jesus ain't returned yet. Come on, are you with me? Come on, some of y'all mind out there saying now, 490 years, that's a long time ago. <laughs> come on, say amen, somebody. But what these verses reveal is that 490 years, remember, are divided into segments. Somebody segments. Say segments. Now, it must be emphasized that 490 years will occur after captivity. Somebody say after captivity. And the reason this is so, this is so significant is because there were 490 years from the death of David and to the Babylonian captivity. How many years? 490 years. David represented the pinnacle of the kings of the Old Testament. And at his death, Israel was at its greatest time ever. Under Solomon's reign, Israel became richer, but also became more carnal. Amen? David was not as wealthy as Solomon, but guess what? David was more spiritual. Oh, come on. David walked with God. In other words, in other words they, 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 when they talk about David, they said David was what? A man after God's own heart. Now, from the time of David's death, Israel began to what? Degenerate. And see, degeneration does not begin with big sins, folks. They begin with those small sins. What's the Bible saying? Romans 14, 23. Whatsoever is not of faith is what? Is what? Sin. Is what? Sin. See, man may refer to sins as small, but these small deviations eventually lead to greater sin. Are you following me out there? Now, though there were some good kings after David's death, generally the nation continued to go down, going a downhill, God, going to, going to a downhill slide. <laughs> Amen. But the question is, what was the minor deviation that occurred after the death of David? No. The people had become so prosperous that they decided not to allow the land to rest every seven years as God had commanded them. See, they thought they could increase their prosperity by planting the, their crops every year. So they said to themselves, we know God said to let the land rest for every seventh, every seventh year. But what a waste. To just let the land sit there for a year. We know God said he would make it up to us. Well we didn't receive that Sabbath year. But guess what? The land still can be producing. And bring us even what? More prosperity. Somebody say more prosperity. And see. Understand this. When we compromise in one area. It eventually spreads into other areas of our lives. And the children of Israel began to what? They began deviating by not allowing the land to rest every seven years. And, the, and years later, they end up involved in one of the worst idolatry situations in, in the history of the Bible, folks. In the word of God. I mean, they did some wicked, crazy things. Why? The children of Israel didn't allow the land to rest for 490 years, which meant they owed God. 70 Sabbaths. 
And because of their disobedience, they were taken into captivity for what? 70 years and the land which had not been allowed to rest finally got a chance to rest. And for 70 years of Babylonian captivity, guess what? That land did not produce. Nomads came in. Scavengers came in. Squatters came in and planted, but nothing would grow. Amen? It was not until Israel returned that the land began to produce once again. Once they returned back to the land, it began to greatly reproduce or be productive and produce, they produced some of the finest fruits and vegetables in the world. Why? Because the land was simply waiting for the return of God's people. Now look at 2 Chronicles 36, 17. That's why you need to always get your mouth off Israel. Amen. Don't get caught up in people talking about Israel. Amen. Them are still God's people. Yes. Amen. Second Chronicles 36, 17. Therefore he brought upon them the king of Chaldees, who slew their young men with the what? Sword in the house of their sanctuary, and had no compassion upon the young men and maidens or old men, or him that stopped for age, he gave them all into his what? Hands. And all the vessels of the house of God, great and small, and the treasures of the house of the Lord, and the treasures of the king and of the princes, all these he brought to where? Babylon. And they burnt the house of God, break down the walls of Jerusalem, and burnt all the palaces thereof with what? fire and destroyed all the goodly vessels thereof. And them that had escaped from the sword carried he away to Babylon where they were what? Servants to him and his sons until the what? The reign of the kingdom of Persia. Why? Verse 21. To fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of who? By the mouth of who? Jeremiah until the land had what? And to the land had what? Enjoyed her Sabbath for as long as she lay desolate, she kept what? Sabbath to fulfill what? Three scores and ten years, which is what? Seventy years. Each score is worth twenty. Twenty, twenty, twenty. Three twenties is sixty plus ten is seventy. Amen. <laughs> I said I'm checking your math skills. Amen. So again, the reason the children of Israel went into captivity for 70 years is because why? They owed the Lord. Amen. Amen. They owed the Lord and the land how many years? 70 Sabbaths. Now from the time of David until the Babylonian, listen to this now. From the time of David to the Babylonian captivity was 490 years. Say 490 years. While in captivity, God revealed to Daniel there were 490 years before captivity and there will be 490 years after captivity. Say that with me. 490 years before captivity and 490 years what? After captivity. That's what he revealed to Daniel. Now the difference is the 490 years before captivity ended in destruction. But the 490 years following captivity were end in righteousness. The first 490 years ended in captivity, but the following, following what? The following 490 years were what? Will be the greatest freedom man has ever seen. So following captivity, Israel enjoyed the best years they've ever seen. They were at the zenith right up until the time of Christ came into the earth, folks. Israel's golden years lasted for over 400 years and were the time of the greatest prosperity Israel had ever experienced. Amen? Gold and silver were plentiful. Amen? And what was it doing? It's fulfilling what Deuteronomy said in Deuteronomy 28. Turn there. And they shall come to pass what? If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, the Lord thy God will do what? Set thee on high above what? All nations of the earth. 
and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou what? If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, blessed shalt thou be in the city. Blessed shalt thou be in the city. Somebody say, I'll take that. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of thy cattle and the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shalt thou be in the basket, in thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou cometh in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goeth out. The Lord shall cause thy enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. This was being fulfilled in those four, after the 400 years. During the 400 years. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee what? Seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy what? Storehouses. And all that thou set up thy hands unto, he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God what? Giveth thee. Look at verse 10. And all the people thereof shall what? See that thou art what? Called by the name of the Lord and they shall be what? afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee what? Plenteous in goods and the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy cattle and the fruit of thy ground and the land which the Lord swear unto the fathers to give thee. And the Lord shall do what? Open unto thee his what? Good treasure. Somebody say I'll take that. To heaven to give the rain unto the land in his season and to do what? Bless all the works of thy hand and thou shalt lend unto many nations and thy what? Thou shalt not borrow. That was Israel's golden years, folks. Are you with me out there? Now, when you want to understand prophecy, understand this, we must look to the Jewish people. Let me say it again. When you want to understand, anybody want to understand prophecy? You must look to who? The Jewish people. See, the hub of prophecy is not Rome, and the hub of prophecy is not the United States. The hub of prophecy is Israel. Somebody say Israel. Once again, look at Daniel chapter 9, verse 24. What's the hub of prophecy? Israel. Israel is the center of everything, folks. That's why you always keep your eye on what's happening in Israel. Daniel 9.24. Once again, he says, 70 weeks are what? Are determined upon thy people and upon thy what? Holy city. He says, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people. Who are the people? The Jews. <laughs> the people are the Jews. And thy holy city is what? Jerusalem. Amen? Now, to determine where we are chronology, uh, chronologically in reference to the rapture and the end time events, we must look to Israel and specifically to Jerusalem and the Jewish people. So it says 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the what? Transgression and to make an end of what? Sins and to make reconciliation for what? iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to what? Seal up the vision and prophecy and to do what? And to anoint the most holy. Now although it's been translated to anoint the most holy, the Hebrew actually says to cleanse the holy of holies. To cleanse the holies of holies. This is referring to to the final cleansing of the temple, which will occur when Jesus Christ comes to sit on the throne during the millennium reign or the thousand-year reign. Are you following that here? And see, God is revealing to Daniel, once you are released from captivity, there will be 490 years until the reign or the millennium reign of Christ or the thousand-year reign which is after the seven years of tribulation. But he said there'd be how many years? 490 years. <laughs> after you release from captivity, there'll be what? There'll be what? There'll be what? 490 years until what? The millennial reign of Christ or the thousand year reign. 
Somebody say thousand year reign. Glory to God. And once again, people are still thinking, well, that can't be. Because 490 years have already come and gone. Right? Well, look at verse 25. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the prince shall be what? Seven weeks and three score and two weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall even in what? Troublous time. How many people know God knows how to tell time? Okay. He tells Daniel, he says, in verse, start, beginning of verse 25, he says, knowing what? Understand. He said, knowing what? Understand. If Daniel can know and understand, so can we. Somebody say, I can know and understand. So God is telling Daniel, Daniel, the next 490 years will begin, listen to me now, will begin when the king gives a decree to rebuild Jerusalem and the sanctuary. Say it again. He says, Daniel, the next 490 years will what? Begin when the king gives a decree to rebuild Jerusalem and the what? Sanctuary. And that decree was given by, by King Artaxerxes in Nehemiah chapter 2. He was a Persian king who allowed the children of Israel to rebuild the city. Are you with me out here? Now notice verse 25 says, From the rebuilding of Jerusalem and the sanctuary until the Messiah would be what? Seven weeks, three score, and two weeks. Somebody say seven weeks, three score, and two weeks. We have two different time periods mentioned here. First you have what? Seven weeks. Somebody say seven weeks. Then you have what? Which equals to what? 62 weeks. Poppy, you should have been yelling out. You're supposed to be a mathematician back there. 62 weeks. <laughs> what, they were saying it wrong back there? <laughs> so you have two time periods, mission. You have the what? Seven weeks. Look at the scripture again. Come on. Verse 25. Prince shall be what? Seven weeks and what? Three score and two weeks, which is, that's two time periods, seven weeks and what? 62 weeks. We just added them together. Three score is 60 and two. 60 plus two is 62. <laughs> okay. Y'all got it now? So what are the two time periods? 62 weeks. <laughs> Somebody's going to put something in between there. <laughs> Again, remember, the word week in the Hebrew is Shabuah, which literally means segments of seven. Segments of seven. Segments of what? Seven. Therefore, if one day is equivalent to one year in Daniel's prophecy, and if every week is a segment of seven, then one week equals seven years. Let me say it again. If one week equals seven years, right? How many? <laughs> one week equals what? Seven years. Seven weeks. No, y'all got me going ahead of myself. <laughs> if one day is equivalent to one year, right? Say one day is equivalent to one year. And if every week is a segment of seven, then one week equals seven years. Say one week equals seven years, and I'm going to get this. Y'all didn't, all y'all didn't say it. Say, I'm going to get this. <laughs> all right. Now, if one week equals seven years, right? 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 One, equals, one week equals what? Seven years. So that means 
seven weeks multiplied by seven is equals what? 49 what? Years. So verse 25 is saying, from the time the decree is given until the city is built will be 49 years. Say it again, remember? Everything's going to start what? When they got the decree to rebuild the city, right? So he's saying here, he's actually telling Daniel Pacific time periods. He's saying from the time of the decree it's given until the city is rebuilt will be what? 49 years. Now look at verse 26. And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be what? Cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince shall come what? Prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a what? A flood, and unto the end of the word of the war, desolations are what? Excuse me, are determined. Now the next time period mentioned here is what? Three score and two, which equal sixty-two. I think Carrie got it this time. <laughs> Again. It equals what? 62 weeks. If you multiply 62 weeks by 7, it gives you, puppy? <laughs> How many years? 434 years. <laughs> yeah, I know you're getting there. <laughs> 400 and what? 400 and what? 34 years. Now listen to me now. Follow me, follow me now. It took 49 years to rebuild the city. And from that time to the Messiah was cut off at the cross was an additional 434 years. Did y'all catch that? Let me say it again. It took 49 years to do what? To rebuild the city and from that time until the Messiah was cut off at the cross was an additional 434 years. Daniel prophesied all of this, folks. 49 plus 434 equals 483. <laughs> from his phone. <laughs> I see him back there doing this. <laughs> listen, Jesus went to, listen now, this is the, listen to the timing of God. Jesus went to the cross at the end of Daniel's 60, 69th weeks or 483 years after the decree was given to rebuild the city. And then he was cut off. Did you hear what I just said? He went to the cross at the end of Daniel's what? 69th week or 483 what? Years after the decree was given to do what? Rebuild the city and then he was cut off. So it says here, after three score and two weeks shall Messiah, Jesus, be what? Cut off, but not for himself. Now, if Jesus was cut off and not for himself, who was he cut off for? Come on. He took our infirmities. He bore our sicknesses. Come on, say amen, somebody. He took our iniquities and our sins. Listen, he had none of his own. He was cut off. He was not cut off for himself. He was cut off for us. Jesus went to the cross at the end, exactly at the end of Daniel's 69th week. He went to the cross exactly 483 years after the decree was given to rebuild the city. You can't tell me God's not a God of timing, folks. He went to the cross and was cut off from God's presence to redeem what? Mankind from sin, folks. When he go to the cross, he went to the cross at the end of what? Daniel's what? 69th week. Somebody say 69th week. So... If he went to the cross 
and Daniel's 69th week, how many weeks are left? One. There's still a week left, right? Come in, we said 70, right? 70 weeks, right? There's still a week left. Say, neighbor, there's still a week left. Amen. There's one more week. Listen, be specifically, there's one more week left of Jewish time remaining. Somebody say Jewish time. Somebody say Jewish time. One more week of what? Jewish time remaining. One, there's still one more seven-year period yet to be fulfilled. Somebody say one more seven-year period yet to be fulfilled. Guess what? The tribulation is one and the same as Daniel's 70th weeks. It's a seven-year period. They're the same, folks. That's that last week. Are you following me now? Are you following me now? Amen? See, once again, Daniel's 70 weeks have not been fulfilled. There are how many years remaining? There are seven years remaining until the fulfillment of his prophecy. See, unknown to Daniel, the Old Testament saints and even the disciples, was even, was they, what they didn't know, they didn't know about the church. Remember, we talked about the church was a mystery to them. Come on, are you with me out here? The church was inserted between the 69th week and the 70th week. It was inserted in between the middle. Talking about us, the church. Go to Isaiah 9, 6. Once again, unknown to Daniel, unknown to the Old Testament saints, even the disciples, they didn't know about the what? They didn't know about the what? Who's the church? They didn't know about us. The church was a what? Mystery. And once again, it was inserted between what? Daniel's 69th week and the 70 week. And I'm explaining a little bit further. Isaiah 9, 6 says, unto us a what? Child was born. Unto us a what? Son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called what? Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no what? No end. Upon the throne of David, upon his kingdom to order it, to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will what? Perform this. See, when Isaiah seen, seen this... He saw no break between Jesus' birth, life, and eternal kingdom. He didn't see a break in there. He didn't see the church in there. Are you with me out here? Why? Because, because both Daniel and Isaiah were unaware of the church age. They saw no break in the 70 weeks of 490 years. They didn't see the break in there. They thought this thing was going to go all the way through for 490 years. They didn't see the what? Break. They didn't see the what? The church age. Go to Matthew 21 9. Matthew 21 9. This is to kind of explain what was happening during this time right here. This was just before Jesus' death on the cross, and the crowds were starting to yell. The crowds were yelling. Matthew 21 9, it says, And the multitudes that went before and that followed did what? They cried saying what? Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. They were excited because why? They thought Jesus was going to usher in his what? His everlasting kingdom that Isaiah prophesied about. They say the time is here. And guess what? They were so disappointed and upset when he died. They didn't understand why his kingdom did not come. And they did not understand the church age would be inserted, folks. Separating what? Daniel's 69th week from the 70th week. Are you with me out here? 
Let me give you a picture of what I'm talking about. Some of y'all still got that confused look about that 69th and 70th week. I want you to picture God holding two stopwatches. Okay, see the watches? Y'all see the watches back there? Okay. <laughs> All right. One represents Jewish time. Somebody say Jewish time. The other represents the church age. You got it? Okay. When the decree went forth to rebuild Jerusalem and the temple, God pulled out the Jewish clock or stopwatch. And what happened? He pushed the button and it began ticking. Are you following me out here? It ticked and ticked and ticked for 49 years. The city was rebuilt. You follow me? The wall was completed. The temple was rebuilt. It continued to tick for another 434 years. Now, 434 plus 49, we stay was what? 483 years. Come on. 483 years. The clock was what? Still ticking. At the end of the 483 years, Daniel's 69th week. Are you with me out here? What happened? Jesus went to the cross, said it was, said it was, said it was finished, and God stopped the Jewish stopwatch seven years before it was complete. Are you following me out here? On the day of Pentecost, God reached in his pocket and picked up and started the second stopwatch, which is the church age. Come on, you get a picture now. What happened? The Holy Spirit descended. God started the second stopwatch. And the church age, come on, he started the church age. And guess what? It has been ticking for some 2,000 years. Are you with me out here? And this stopwatch, the church age, guess what? It's about to tick its last tick. Jesus is about to come back for his church. Somebody say, Jesus is coming back. And when he returns at the rapture of the church, God's going what? God's going to stop the second stopwatch and throw it away because he'll no longer need it. He'll then pick up the Jewish stopwatch and restart it again. And the last seven years of Jewish time will begin to tick away. Do you understand? So we're in between the 69th week and the 70th week. God stopped the clock to bring us in. To give us an opportunity. To receive Jesus Christ. Oh, come on now. You better give God praise and give him glory. Give him honor. Because this thing could have been over. Amen. So this is Daniel's 70th week. Look at Daniel 9.26 again. So now you understand what happened, right? You understand the, stop, the clock stopped. God ushered in the church age. Right? Then after the church age is over, he what? He's going to throw that, clock, that stopwatch away and pick up the Jewish stopwatch again. And it's going to take for another seven years completing Daniel's 70th week. The prophecy, God prophesied to Daniel way long time ago. That's one thing you cannot doubt the Bible because the Bible is, 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 is it's, it's, it's proven because prophecy comes true. Do you realize the timing of that? 483 years exactly Jesus died on that cross. You don't think God has things planned for your life? Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Daniel 9, 26. Somebody say, God knows what he's doing. Once again, he says, and after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be what? Cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall what? Destroy the city and the sanctuary. 
and the end thereof shall be what? With a flood, and unto the end of the war, desolations are determined. Now, the word prince here in this verse has a lowercase p. And it's in reference to the Antichrist. Somebody say Antichrist. And notice it says, the people are the prince that shall come. Not only is the prince mentioned, but the people of the prince are also mentioned. See, at the time Daniel wrote this prophecy, Rome was unknown. Rome was what? Unknown. Daniel could not name Rome, but he could describe the people who would come and bring destruction to the city and sanctuary. Amen? So he says, the prince that shall come is the Antichrist who will rule and revive the Roman Empire. And we'll get into that when we go into the book of Revelations. See, what happens, the Romans controlled the area of Italy. They controlled the, into Europe, Great Britain, Great Britain, and they controlled as far as Germany. This verse is saying that when the Messiah is cut off at the cross, the people of the prince that is yet to come, Rome, that is yet to come, Rome would destroy the temple and the city of Jerusalem. Are you following me out here? The church began to rise from the time of Christ, and the church will continue to rise until the rapture, folks, which will occur 2,000 years after the cross. Jesus is what? Coming soon, folks. Jesus what? He's coming soon. He's coming soon. He's coming soon. He's coming soon. We're at the end of this age, folks. That's why God always presses on us to get your act together. Get your act together. Make sure you're on the right track. Come on. He says, when he comes, is he going to find faith? <laughs> Hallelujah. Lift your hands and give God praise. Because that's all we have time for today. We'll get into verse 27 next week. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. But God's a God of timing, folks. Because when we talked about the sovereignty of God, some things is by faith and by grace, but some things you just can't change. They're going to happen. They're going to happen. This is going to happen, folks. You just make sure you better be ready when it happens. Jesus is coming soon. Now, do you understand the 70 weeks now? Do you understand the 70 weeks now? This side a little low here. Let me try this side over here. Do you understand the 70 weeks now? Do you understand the 69th week? You understand where we're inserted at? Between the what? 69th week and the 70th week. God did what? He stopped the watch. Because he loves you. Because he, he looked down on time and said, I see them. I want to get make sure they all are saved, get an opportunity to go to heaven. Come on, say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. We serve a good God. Come on, we serve a loving God. We serve a God that is more than enough. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. With all his bottle eyes.